Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Hello and welcome into a Monday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Elliot will produce the broadcast today. Alongside today, as he has been all season long, the Gator QB, Shane Matthews. We will take your phone calls, 392-8255, and you can email srussell at wruf.com. Shane, I, I know we talked after the game the other day. Um, look, give, give Shane Beamer credit. They've got six wins. Uh, their last three games are Florida, Tennessee, and Clemson. Blowouts. Um, they're probably going to be six and six. It's amazing that they're six and six. And everybody has a bad day. They were missing their two best running backs. I get it. But I just, you talk about having a recruit. I think they got a ways to go. Yeah, it's a bad football team. Uh, really good win for the Gators, though. They took care of business as they should have. Uh, but yeah, you know, if you look at Carolina, I talked about it last week. They had beaten nobody. They had one win worth a darn. That was over Kentucky, um, and that's even now. Yeah, it's they're a bad team too. So, you know, it's uh, Florida did what they had to do. Florida got has gotten better the last couple of weeks. It's it's good to see, and uh, they have a team that they should handle this week. Although you know, we've always had trouble for whatever reason at times up in in Nashville, but. Florida should be okay, and then, uh, boy, it's going to be a good game in Tallahassee in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's interesting because they just blasted Syracuse. I mean, dominated. They're, they're playing their best football. What I, I hope what happens a week from Friday, you know, Florida comes in playing their best, FSU comes in playing their best, let's go see. Yeah, it will. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, and um, you know the good thing is the Gators are now bowl eligible. It's just now what bowl they're going to go to. The I'm sure you saw the all the folks from the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl in their nice sport coats the other day up in the press area. It's it's funny to me when when all those bowl committee people have to wear those silly looking coats everywhere. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look at this, Shane. Nobody's calling. No, see, no controversy. Let's start some. You want this to start guy, some yeah, this guy's not playing worth the crap. So, yeah, uh, let's. Let, I do have a couple emails for you. Mark says, a lot of people, including myself, hold their breath when AR throws the ball from the ten yard line and in. Do you find yourself doing the same? Uh no. Usually, usually down there is that, those are safe throws because he can sling it out of the back of the end zone. Um, and they I, run a lot with him down there. Yeah, too. I, I hold my breath a lot of times. Anytime we take, a, we we drop back. But the play action pass from under center and the throw on the crossing route to Ricky Pearsall was a really good throw and a phenomenal catch. See, that's I I, I said this in the post game, Shane, and again because we have what we have today, which is nobody complaining because there isn't much to complain about. You have to understand, in my view, sometimes progress is taken in short bursts, right? We're probably not going to see Anthony Richardson throw for 350 and run for 150 no, this you're, year. You're, no. just, you're not. But he's taking care of the football. Yes, are there open throws that I'm sure you <laughs> just think, wow, that's not a hard throw to make. Yeah, there is. He's not throwing. He's about 50% 
mm-hmm. thrower the last couple of games, which in today's world isn't all that good. Right. But he's not turning the ball over. Florida is not turning the ball over, except for that late one the other day. That, I think, has been one of the keys to how they've been playing better recently. Oh, yeah, they're leading the league in turnover margin. You do that, you're going to have some success. You know, when I when I look at this team, you know, I know a lot of people early in the year, they're complaining about play calling or the defensive coordinator or whatever, but you just got to stay the course. And, I mean, I think this team, you can just tell the last couple, you know, whether it was because they kicked Brenton Cox off the team, I don't know what, but just the vibe that you get and the way you see the players interact with one another is changed. And it's that culture. It takes time. But, you know, I, I guess my, my question, if I was sitting in the presser, and I don't know if today would have been today, is like, what took so long to get rid of Cox? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think you, you know, that's a player they inherited. That, well, no, I get that. Give everybody an opportunity. But after, what it, it wasn't until, what, after seven games? Is that right? Yeah, after seven games. Because he had issues at Georgia. We take him here. You know, he has to red shirt or sit out a year. But there was always those, everybody saw it, him doing his own thing. And I just, I didn't think he would be able to do that under this staff. They kind of let it get away for several games. And then there were some incidents or whatever. But I just, I'd be curious why it took so long. Daryl says, did cold weather affect you during your playing days? Well, the cold weather that I played in ain't going to be like West Nashville, cold weather. Um, it, it's you, you get used to it. The biggest issue are, are the, the ball can get slippery. But, you know, what I've never understood, whether I was in Buffalo, Chicago, or wherever, players, you know, you got the, the right kind of stuff to wear. But we have heated benches and heaters on the sideline. And then you got the little pouch with your little things that keep your hands warm. I don't understand how the people tailgate for several hours, then go sit in the stands for three or four hours with none of that. They're they're the crazy ones. But yeah, as a, as a player, once you get your body temperature going, it's there's, there's nothing to it. Let's uh, talk to Rick. Rick, hi. Hey Steve. Hey Shane. I got a quick question for you. It has to do with uh, uh, college uh, rules. Whatever happened to the penalty for helping the runner? It seems like these days you can get away with anything to help the runner get across the goal line or get a first down. Can you guys uh, uh, help me with that? I'm an old-timer, and I remember that being called, but it doesn't seem to be called ever anymore. They changed it. You're allowed to do it now. Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm kind of glad that it wasn't around when I played because I ran a lot of quarterback sneaks, and now they have that tailback just going full bore, putting his helmet in your low back, just you know, busting your kidneys up to give you a, give you a little push. But, yeah, there's no penalty anymore. Uh, when did they change it? Uh, how long ago was that? Two, three years ago, I think. Really? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, it just – you know, the, uh, we got a penalty earlier in the year when a lineman ran down and hit the pile late, and it kind of gets to be, uh, you know, a, a – when do you call it, and when do you call a late hit for blocking the pile? Anyway, I'll hang up and let you guys talk. Thank, All right, Rick, thank, thank you. you. Twelve twenty-nine time check brought to you by Hayes Journal, ESPN ninety-eight-one FM, eight fifty AM, WAUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN ninety-eight-one FM and eight fifty AM, WRUF.
WWF. At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at radiantcu.org slash earnmore. Federally insured by NCUA. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. The holidays are a great time to be reunited with friends and family. But as you travel this holiday season, be sure your car is road ready. Tires are your car's first defense on the road. Checking your tire pressure before your trip can help ensure you get to your destination safely. With proper care and maintenance, they'll keep you safely motoring along Florida's highways. For more holiday travel tips, visit FLHSMV.gov. Remember, safety is always in season. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. Are you suffering from chronic joint pain like Heather? So I have terrible arthritis and have had it for quite a while. And I've gone to all kinds of doctors trying to figure out what to do. And everybody just said surgery. And surgery was months of rehab. And I didn't want to do that. But then Heather discovered QC Kinetics, local medical professionals who specialize in natural biologic treatments, non-invasive solutions designed to repair and restore damaged tissue in your joints. And she absolutely loves the results. I like to tell anybody who's suffering that there are options that are not steroids, that are not surgery. You owe it to yourself to find out about QC Kinetics and find out what they can do for you. No surgery, no drugs, no downtime. Discover QC Kinetics and learn more about natural biologic treatments with lasting results. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Hey, it's Steve Russell for Dick Mondell's Burgers and Fries. Got a question. When's the last time you had their chicken burger? This isn't just a chicken breast slapped between a bun. It's a 100% all-natural Joyce Farms ground chicken patty infused with herbs and spices, then grilled to perfection. Add pickles, onion, tomato, and mayo. Talk about satisfying. Add a great salad and pair it with their new pumpkin spice shake made with real pumpkin puree. You've got yourself one fabulous meal. 
That's Dick Mondell's open seven days a week, Southwest 4th Avenue and 5th Street, Gainesville. There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. Ho, ho, ho! And what can I get you, little girl? Well, Santa, I'd like to get an apple tree and peach tree and a blueberry bush and herbs, too. That's a lot for the elves to handle. Oh, Santa, just stop by Quality Green Specialist. Plants and flowers always make beautiful holiday gifts. Head on over to Quality Green Specialist's new location at 335 West Michigan Avenue in DeLand or at QualityGreenSpecialist.com. Great plants, sustainable products, friendly expert advice. You know, I thought you'd be into gardening, Santa. Why? Because you like to ho-ho-ho! From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After this morning's cold start, we'll see highs quickly rebound to near average into the low 70s under partly to mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, not quite as cool as temperatures will only fall into the mid and upper 50s under partly to mostly cloudy skies. There is the chance, especially after midnight, of some patchy early fog. Aside from that, tomorrow does look significantly warmer highs near 80. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Justin Ballard. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. Do I think Kyrie plays for them? If I'm Kevin Durant, if I'm the Nets, if I'm Jacques Vaughn, you know what? Great talent, but he's just not worth it because he giveth and he taketh away. And, you know, maybe this is where the Lakers go, well, we'll take him. You don't want him. What do you want for him? The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. If your business struggles to keep employees, give Staff Link a call at 877-899-LINK and ask for Heather. No business is too small. And uh, congratulations to Trevor Etienne and Osiris Torrance, both earning SEC Player of the Week honors. Etienne, SEC Freshman of the Week for the first time. Torrance named SEC Co-Offensive Lineman of the Week. That's his uh, second consecutive honor. Somebody asked me today on my show, Steve, do they do uh, like a freshman of the year on offense and a freshman of the year on defense? I believe they do. Okay. Don't well, then, hold me to that. Well, then ETN will get it, and Peril Perkins, who's unbelievable, yeah. will get it for LSU. What a game over cool. the weekend, huh? Uh, gets to the phone. Lewis is there. Hi, Lewis. Hey, thank you, Steve, for taking the call. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some positives, and then I've got a couple concerns, and maybe Shane can straighten me out. Okay. Uh, first of all, the Gators won. A big win. I had not counted that one in the win column before the season started. So I was quite happy to see them come out red hot in this game. Number two, I was sitting here in my chair watching the game, and when the big guy, number 21, snatched that ball away from the running back and headed for the end zone, I was prepared to put on my shoes, run out to the field, and chest bump with him. I love it when a big man score. Had he scored, you would see you wouldn't see me on TV because I was going to leave my car and just run from my house to the gate of field. 
and test bunt with the big guy. I, I really appreciate seeing that. Couple of concerns. Um, I, I'm one that's still on the fence about whether or not the head coach should be still uh, play calling as opposed to getting him a great um, offensive coordinator. Why is it that just before the habit happened this week and last week, we squander time when we could be putting ourselves in position to score again or to kick a field goal. We had a minute and 52 seconds left on the clock, and, boy, things just kind of fell apart right before the half, and we didn't get plays off on time, so on and so forth. And then secondly, uh, maybe you can answer this question. Um, why is it uh, when, when the other team sends their punt team out, at that point, why can't the offensive team – be gathering on the sidelines so as soon as the ball is placed for the offense to take over, uh, you can get the team out there as opposed to running the team out just before time. Clock's running, the ball's set, and you're eating up a couple seconds uh, try to get ready to run a play. And then, so if you could answer that question, and the last question I have is... Well, it's got to be is, too many questions here. That I, I'm not remembering them. All right, all right, well, I just got that one. Is that possible to do it like that? And then, then the last question is, shouldn't we try to run the score as high as we can so we can get these other kids some t- some t- some more than one or two minutes to play? All right, thank you. Uh, when he's talking about getting the offense out there quickly, as soon as uh, there's a change of possession, wherever the ball is, the entire offense is right there in a huddle. Um, a lot of it has to do with TV timeouts and things of that nature. Uh, there is no issues at all with the schematics or the whole operation at all, in my opinion. And then to the end of the first half? That was because we were getting ready. We were on their side, but we got a penalty. Penalty, yeah. And and I do think this, too. I believe, because fans have seen what your coach did, right? Attack, attack, attack. It's it's night and day. He's more conservative. Well, he has to be. Okay, so... And I can only imagine what would happen if, to Lewis's point, he goes out there and starts to try to zing it around all over the place, interception, and now it's 27 to 14, complexion of the game changes. Yeah, we're, we're not good at, at dropping back and throwing the ball multiple times. Yeah. I mean, if, if anybody thinks that, they're not watching our football team. And we're not good at two-minute offense. And we may be next year, but we're not this year. It's not going to happen. The other thing, go ahead. No, go ahead. To your point, I don't know if people saw the end of the Georgia-Mississippi State game, the first half. Georgia is up 12 points. Kirby gets the ball, and they were trying – they throw three straight incompletions, about 35, 40 seconds left in the half. They punt. Dude runs it back for a touchdown, okay? All – you know, I guarantee you he's probably going, well, I probably should just run the clock out. So – I get what people are saying, but you got to know your football team. And we are not good at throwing in a two-minute situation. And the point that you made, a penalty, even though it's one penalty, oh, it was, can it was a, stifle a drive. I want to say we were on the Carolina 40-ish, 45, and then we got like a 15-yard penalty, right? Well, or, 12, or 10-yard penalty. Florida had a first and 10 at their 47. Richardson threw to Pearsall for 18 yards to the Carolina 35. Mm-hmm. That's field goal range. Yeah, right? and we're, we're trying to score people. Right, then the penalty, okay? So then you went uh, back to the Florida 42. Right. And you had 
uh, you know, a minute and change, okay? Then they ran for two yards, and then Richardson was sacked. Well, they were they tried to throw the ball. Yeah, nobody nobody knows that stuff. I mean, they don't they're not watching that. They're just wanting results. Yeah, he was sacked. So it isn't like they sat on the ball and didn't do anything. And, and he tried to last week at A and M tried to do the same thing, but people forget the first play of that drive. Anthony went the wrong way. It was a busted play. We lose yards, and as any coach would, they're going to take it to the house. Williams says. Uh, uh, your boy, I kid, Tennessee Mike had one thing correct. Shane Beamer's last name is Smith. He doesn't get that job. Great on special teams, not worth anything anywhere else. Cautiously optimistic we're improving, but let's be honest, Carolina and Texas A&M are terrible. How much do you guys think we've improved? I think we have improved. But honestly, those two teams are terrible. But here's the thing. We've played some good teams early in the year, and we were in those games for the most part. Um, the, I think the game that when I look back at so far this season that just irritates you that you lost is against Kentucky. Yes, especially now. Yeah. Ray, welcome to the sports scene. Hey, Steve. Uh, just uh, when you thought uh, no one had anything to complain about, you find some complaining over <laughs> time usage before the half. But anyway. Uh, I don't have a lot to uh, say about the game, but I wanted to say one thing to uh, you, uh, Shane. Uh, first of all, you do a great job on the on the broadcast, and uh, I like uh, I like listening to your comments. It's it's real and it's in the moment, and uh, that's fun. You know, the other night when you said uh, he's gone, <laughs> he, he wasn't gone, but it was still you know it it just immediately gives you a clue that hey, it's a good play. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to uh, tell you that. And uh, one other thing, uh, I don't know if you've heard this before, Shane, and I don't mean it in a negative way or anything else, but uh, listening to your podcast and those pictures that you go through uh, on, on the promo or whatever, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at those uh, pictures of when you was playing and uh there's one in the okay, uh, Ray. I don't. I, I have to get this wrapped up because I have a show here. Okay, there was. Uh, you were in the broadcast booth with a uh, headset, yeah. and uh, man, it, it's amazing how much that one photo. You look like Adam Sadler in that photo. It's, uh, it was pretty cool. All right, but, uh, thank you, Ray. <laughs> All right, twelve forty-four. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. We will take other. Scintillating calls, your questions, calls, and comments, emails to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Victoria Seiwick. Gators men's basketball returns to the O-Dome tonight to take on Florida Atlantic University. The Gators have recorded a 2-0 start under head coach Todd Golden. Catch coverage starting right here at 6.30. Women's basketball is also 2-0 on the season following a win over UNC Asheville. They will look ahead to a midweek matchup against in-state rivals Florida State this Wednesday. Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came up victorious over the Seattle Seahawks yesterday. The Bucs are now 5-5 on the season as they head into a bye week. And in high school volleyball, the Santa Fe Raiders reclaimed their state championship title, winning three sets to one over the Academy of the Holy Names. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Victoria Sywick. ESP.
ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. Purchasing a vehicle is an important choice. You spend a lot of money. You want to make sure the vehicle you get is one you're going to like and one that's going to last you a long time. Well, I go to Southeast Car Agency. I have for a long time. Every one of the purchases I've made there, the vehicles have been great. Lasted me a long time. Loved what I was driving. Now, if you're looking for a new vehicle, this isn't the place to go. But you do get the best in late model, low mileage vehicles when you go to Southeast Car Agency. Great selection, all kinds of different vehicles, cars, trucks, SUVs, foreigns, domestics, all kinds of different transmission speeds, car and truck styles, because they want to make sure you have the widest variety to choose from. You can also go see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville and test drive these vehicles for yourself. One thing you must do when you go see them in person, make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Being careful these days with your budget doesn't mean you have to settle for inferior quality jewelry at a mall store. If you're used to shopping in malls and never been into an IDC before, I want to personally invite you in. International Diamond Center owner Keith LeClaire. We've got something for everybody. It doesn't matter your budget. It doesn't matter if you need financing. We'll make it happen. As a manufacturing jeweler, IDC is able to cut out the middleman. Our diamond bracelets, we buy the bracelet, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. Our diamond bands, we buy the mounting, we buy the diamonds, we assemble it. So you're cutting out all that 40% that's in the middle for these manufacturers. And that's for superior quality jewelry with free service for life. When you come into IDC, you're going to get better quality for less, period. International Diamond Center. The one thing I'll guarantee you is you will make a big financial mistake if you don't shop IDC. At Celebration Point or visit us online at shopidc.com. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentist to you know, be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your, your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business, all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See Center for details. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652-800-513-1652-800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. Dave Ray's Automotive. We get the bugs out of your car. It's the most wonderful time of the year, the holidays. AAA says more Americans than ever will be hitting the road this holiday season. And if you're one of them, do yourself a favor and visit Dave Mays Automotive before you hit the road. Dave Mays Automotive is a full-service automotive repair facility, and not only do they fix problems, they can help prevent them too. You've probably heard of the famous Dave Mays Automotive Bug Check. That's where they go over your entire vehicle with a fine-tooth comb and identify any potential issues before they arise. Travel in peace with the knowledge you'll arrive safe and sound. Dave Mays Automotive is located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The Mary Wise Show, Tuesday evenings at 7, right here. On ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM, WRUF. Looking for the best pizza in town? Head on over to Leonardo's Millhopper. The best pizza and garlic knots are incredible. We'll have you coming back for more. That's Leonardo's Pizza Millhopper. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, Rick says, is uh, Brian Kelly the SEC Coach of the Year? Mm, no. I think Jill's still Josh Heifel. I do, too. I do, too. Look, LSU's a great story, but I'm telling you right now, they're going to get blasted in the SEC Championship game, in my opinion. Okay. Let's bring in Andy. Andy, hi. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got two quick comments and a question. Um First of all, just uh, to add on to what uh, Shane was saying about the vibe of the team, one thing I noticed on Saturday was that, you know, typically at pregame, you know, Billy's very interactive with the players and everything, shaking hands and slapping helmets and stuff. On Saturday, he was doing chest bumps and jumping around. I've never seen him like that. So I, I don't know if he's just getting more comfortable with the with the guys that are on the team. You know, he talked today about, uh, you know, who has a voice and who's influencers and stuff. And I think he just got a better handle on, you know, everything that's happening there. Um, second second comment I had was it was great to, to see Steve Spurrier on the field and talking about his team and so forth. And I love the stuff he said about Shane. And I know Shane is not into all that, but um, it's great to, you know, hear what he had to say and kind of put him on the same level as Tebow and, uh, and Werfel and so forth. So that was great. Um, my question um, after Des Watson stripped that ball and all the players ran out in the field and showed him his, you know, showed him love and everything, they threw a penalty on that. And I didn't, sitting in the stands, I thought that they had forgotten to mark the penalty off. But I guess it was just a sideline warning. 
what what is the difference between? I mean, that's different than if they did it in the end zone. I guess it would be a penalty, right? But what what is the story with that? Just what it says. The sideline. You're, you're not supposed to empty out onto the field like that. So uh-huh. I think there's some official discretion there. That was a celebration. That was a right. spontaneous. So they're not going to penalize, but they're going to they're going to say, "Here's the flag." We're giving you the warning. Get off the field. Yeah, if you celebrate in the end zone after touchdown, it's a penalty no matter what. Right. There is no warning there. Right. Yeah. I think Billy came out and kind of said he condones that. So he'll, he'll take one of those a game, I guess. So. All right. Andy, All thank right. you. Take care. Thank yep, you guys. Appreciate your call. Uh, let's see. Shelvin says, hallelujah for the success of our two NFL teams, Jets and Dolphins. Shane, I agree with your Cox observation. Glad he's gone. Good call on being a Douglas fan. I think he's a future star. Looking ahead to 23, who are some current roster players that must become the stars of Gator football? Where do we need to get specific help in the portal? Oh, well, that's I'll let the coaches handle that. But I do think we'll be hot and heavy in the portal. I don't I don't think we're just going to sign a guy just to sign a guy. They're, if, if he can help our football team in any capacity, they will go get those guys. One of the things I think you're also seeing here a bit overlooked, and we've talked about this, Shane, is player development, right? I mean, there, every once in a while, you'll get a dude like Perkins. Okay, I mean, it, that happens once every whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you see a Douglas, when you see a Powell Ryland, when you see younger players like that, who are getting bigger roles, slowly but surely, that's called coaching, that's called progress. And I think for Gator fans, that's a really good sign. Yeah, these dudes can coach. And, uh, I mean, when Caleb Douglas, the few, you know, when I saw him a lot during training camp, I was like, man, this guy's got a chance. You know, but there was a lot of older guys in front of him. And, you know, I'm sure they had talked about possibly redshirting. But when you look at Antoine uh, Powell, um, He's taking full advantage of his opportunity now. And that's why, you know, w- when you look at defense, you know, it's don't, I don't want defensive people to take this the wrong way, but it's, it's, you, you don't have to know a whole lot. It's all about play with great attitude and play with great effort. Yep. Just know your assignment and go hard. Now, you're going to get gashed. You know, people are going to complete balls. But if you do your assignment for the most part going 100 miles an hour, good things happen. And I think that's what you see out of this defense now. You know, there was a third and 12, third, 13 early in the game, and we played soft, kind of a two-high shell. Carolina hit a guy in the flat. We rallied up, made the tackle for like a six-yard gain. That's good team defense. And we didn't do that earlier in the year. We took bad angles and things of that nature. So I, I don't know, like I said, I don't know if it's because Brenton Cox isn't there now. One guy, you know, is a bad apple. Who knows? But it just seems like they're playing together as a unit. I think McClellan has certainly done a yes. good job inside. I think Dexter has played better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his status was both, I think he's played better. And then Yuman Mielin, you know, his where he's now gone, he's become more of a factor too. So yes. maybe because of Cox, other players shifting around has also helped this out. Yep. Uh, Jim says, uh, even though our last two opponents haven't been very good, think six consecutive scoreless quarters is impressive. What brought about the change? I think we kind of talked about that. Could it be the players are understanding the system better or the coaches have a better combination of players on the field? I think both, don't you? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, 
we're not doing anything different in the secondary, um, but we are pressuring the quarterback. Now, whether that's the opposing team's offensive line is not very good or what, but I just I think we're flying around, playing hard, staying in your gaps, doing your responsibility. Good things are happening. And then he said uh, the officials reviewed a penalty other than targeting, didn't think the penalties could be reviewed. They weren't, as I understand it, they didn't uh, review the penalty. It was the enforcement of the penalty is what they were reviewing because it was if it was second down or third, that's what they were reviewing. They yeah. weren't reviewing the actual penalty. Yeah, I can't remember that situation. Uh, I believe I'm correct in that. And then uh, to close the hour, BB says, wish I'd seen the Bills-Vikings game. Oh. Um, oh, my goodness. Saints, I, not so much. I have never seen anything like that game in my life. Pretty amazing. Um, and I, I, I continue not to be a Vikings believer, but maybe I should be. Justin Jefferson, that was the greatest catch I've ever seen. And he's a – I Think about Joe Burrow. He had Justin Jefferson <laughs> and um, Jamar Chase. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why they were the champions. Yeah. yeah. Those dudes are legit. He said, Gator game surprised me. Anthony's likely NFL bound with a bowl game opt-out. See? Since players are now essentially paid employees, have your thoughts on players opting out of bowl games changed? Uh, I haven't even thought about that far ahead. Um, I'm sure we'll have some opt-out. Question for you. Bucks gave him a thought. Say you do well coaching quarterbacks in the new league. NFL starts a new franchise in Munich. If they ask you to take no. a coaching job there, could I come visit? <laughs> no, 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 thanks. I uh, this is just a it's a good opportunity with some buddies. Uh, should be a lot of fun, but um, I'm I'm a little too old to get into the coaching profession full time. All right, that's going to be our first hour. Much more to come in hour number two. Alongside the Gator QB Shane Matthews, I'm Steve Russell. Call us up, talk some sports. ESPN ninety eight one FM eight fifty AM WYUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. I love the ocean. Me? I love a slow, winding river. I love the lake. Slick as glass. But nothing compares to what you love inside the boat. My family. My child. My best friend from first grade. If you're behind the wheel of a boat, pay attention. That way your favorite water will always be safe water. Learn more about boating safety at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission.
Fall means more than football. It's also a great time to get your trees ready for winter. Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, is standing by to help you with all your removal, trimming, pruning, and more projects. Free estimates at Daughtry Tree Service. There is no tree too tall. We do them all. Are you sick and tired of living with that constant pain in your knees and back? You know, joint pain doesn't just keep you from doing what you love. It affects your job, your relationships, even simple things like getting dressed. Hey, it's Steve Russell. It's time to call QC Kinetics. They use advanced regenerative medicine to restore and repair damaged joint tissue, giving you your life back. Hips, shoulders, elbows, they can all be treated with natural biologics from your own body. Powerful healing agents, highly concentrated. If you're tired of steroid shots that don't work, or if you're trying to avoid surgery, call QC Kinetics now to schedule your free consultation. Learn about these exciting new cutting-edge treatments for pain caused by arthritis or injury. No drugs, no pain meds, no downtime. This is an all-natural treatment that can get you lasting relief. People here are raving about the results. Appointments are now available for this coming week. Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. Here at Gary's Tackle Box, we're excited. It's our 12th annual customer appreciation sale, celebrating you. Monday, November 21st through the 23rd, we'll have tons of store-wide savings, including our huge selection of reels, rods, and the area's most solid stock of line, weights, floats, hooks, and tons of lures. Oh, yeah, we're also giving away stuff all week. Yeah, baby! Come enter to win one of our two huge tackle boxes stuffed with your favorite lures, one fresh and one saltwater. Win gear from Aftco, Bahio, Bass Assassin, 13 Fishing, Spro, Big Bite Baits, Nomad Design, and more. Like Rapala, Lunker Hunt, Sunline, Dobbins Rods, St. Croix, Strike King, Luz, River to Sea, Shimano, Pure Flats Lures, and many more. If you fish or know someone who likes to fish, mark your calendars now and come join us for your chance to win. Plus, a free event t-shirt with every purchase while they last. Gary's Tackle Box, the 12th annual customer appreciation sale, November 21st through the 23rd. See you there. Find them on Facebook at Gary's Tackle Box. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. The Titan MRI, you'll visit the only locally owned and operated MRI energy center in town. Call them up. Start feeling better today. That's TitanMRI.com. We're feeling better. We're talking Gator football with you on this Monday edition of Sports Scene. Elliot is producing it. Shane Matthews there. Steve Russell here. And you calling us, emailing us with your questions, calls, and comments, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. By the way, the exact same broadcast crew that broadcast on television last week is doing this week's game in Nashville. Taylor Zarzar and Stinchcomb yep. and Alyssa Lang. Yep, same group. Um, all right, Steven says, uh, shout-out to Jeremy Crawshaw. Averaging 47 yards a punt, 10th in the nation. He's only a sophomore. Done a good job. Mm-hmm. Todd says, we're seeing good things last few weeks on both sides of the ball. Offense, new players are seeing time, contributing to the spark and mixing it up. Defense is getting stops, creating turnovers. Was this the byproduct of A&M and Carolina and potentially Vandy? I mean, they're not good, let's be honest, but we, we're playing well. I mean, look, beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah. That's, that's, part that's part of it. And then, Shane, do you think this trend continues against a more formidable team like an FSU? What would your scheme be to limit the six-seven wide receiver, Wilson? Well, I, I'll be honest with you. I have not watched Florida State since probably the first game of the year uh, that was on against LSU. 
Um, I mean, we'll, we'll see what Patrick Tony and them. I mean, you can't worry about his size. I mean, it is what it is. Whether they double him, press him at the line, I, I don't really know. Uh, Tony says, <laughs> need Shane on the Stairmaster before the next reunion. Yes. Uh, surprised we jumped on Carolina early. Aren't quite ready to smash teams yet, but when we have depth, look out. Yeah, I mean, um, we, we got out early to a lot of success and then kind of spun around. You know what was interesting is um, the fake punt. You know, Sean, it, we went to TV timeout. He comes back. He goes, yeah, I, we, we need to be uh, aware of the fake punt here. And I'll be damned if they don't run it. And I'm thinking, wow, no, everybody on the sideline is talking about it because, you t- you know, the TV timeouts and everything take forever. You know, we were in punt safe. We had our defense out there. They still executed it, but I was, I was like, good call, partner, but there's no way in heck I would run a fake punt after a, that delay in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, because you had time to think about it. Exactly. Uh, Patrick says, I don't care who Florida's played. I love what I saw. Think about Richardson. I like he looks like he's having fun. Looks more comfortable in the pocket. Shane, where's your favorite stadium to play anywhere in the NFL and why? Oh, and the NFL would be the Lambeau Field. It's not even close. It's a college atmosphere, and it's literally in the middle of a neighborhood. It's it's awesome. Bring David to the phone. David, hi. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, uh, first, I enjoy both of your shows. Hey, Shane, on your podcast, you've mentioned several times about you felt like uh, they would not yank uh, AR because of the NL, NIL money. Um whether that's true or not, um, if that is true, that I hope that's not true because uh, the college game, I think that would ruin the college game if we're, if we're not putting the best players in the game. And while I don't think uh, AR should have been permanently yanked, there have been times during this season when I would have liked to have seen, uh, you know, somebody inserted, maybe let him look at what's going on. Uh, I'll say one thing for him. He has gotten better as the season's progressed but as you also pointed out Shane he he's not consistent in completing passes and until he can do that um, you know I don't think he's a complete quarterback have a good one guys Thank all right you. well you, I, I didn't mean it in that regards of look the NIL is so new to everybody and I I think Anthony has not played poorly he's played well the last couple of weeks but I believe that if we had seen the Jalen Kitna, how he came in and was a really good decision maker and threw the ball accurately earlier in the year, I think in that South Florida and Kentucky game, you would have seen him come in, whether it was for the whole rest of the game or a series or two. Um, but what I meant by the NIL is, you know, with because it's so new to coaches, they're going to play the best player. But it gets to the point where if Steve Russell's group – is paying player X a couple million dollars. Well, you, you and you've you've kind of gone to that group and say, look, we need your money because we got to compete with the big boys. Everybody else is doing it. You're going to stick with that guy because you've gone to ask for the money. Does that make sense? You see yeah. what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Now, I think it'll all play itself out after a couple of years when you know we really find out what guys are making or whatever. But um, in the time being. Um, He's going to be your quarterback, and he should be. I mean, he's played well. Uh, we were just talking about this off air. Tim says, I've heard Shane say he's not a big fan of the Gators' script on the side of the helmet, 
and he said he doesn't like the all-blue uniform combo. If you could design a Gator uniform, what would it be like, and what was, this, what was your favorite when you played? Well, I love the home uniform, the blue jersey, white pants, and I like all white on the road. Uh, I mean, the script, I just I, – I know a lot of other players are kind of – they don't like the script because we're like the only team in America that has their name on their helmet. You know, it's either a letter or a logo. Uh, I, I would love the, the – I call it the leaning F. I don't know what the heck it's called. But it's the, you know, the, the leaning new, F. The, I like that. The leaning F. That's what I'd put on the helmet. Yeah, like that. Uh, Hank, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to comment first on the fact that um, when I saw the AP poll last night, we played four teams in the top ten. I don't think there's probably anybody around that can say that. Um, anyway, uh, you know, for us to only have four losses on the year. Um, considering new coaching staff and who are the four teams? Players need, who are the four? Te- who are the four teams in the top ten? Um, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, Tennessee. Oh yeah, you're right. Okay. Oh wait a second, and all, Utah. Utah is number ten. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So who did I get wrong? No, you're right. I was just asking. I. I, I, I oh, maybe it was that. You forget about Utah. It was so long ago. Yeah, and they have two losses. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, anyway, um, so I thought, you know, I thought if we had a seven and five season, and I think there's, you know, good possibility we can do that, and maybe even better. But um, with a new staff and everything, um, new quarterback, uh, I think it's pretty good accomplishment. So that's just my comments. All right. Appreciate you taking. Thank you, Hank. Appreciate your call, David. Welcome to Sports Scene. Yeah, I appreciate you taking my call. I had a question for either one of you, really, if you know the answer. I, I, it was good to see uh, Kyle Engel get into the game. I would have would liked to have seen him be able to uh, let, him, let him throw the ball down there, throw it in the end zone. But um, uh, question, though, he participated in senior day activities, and he's listed as a redshirt sophomore. Is he, is he graduating, going somewhere else, or, or what? Do you know, Shane? Yeah, he's graduating. and Well, yeah, he's graduating. He's either going to grad school or going to start working. Yeah, he's done playing. Okay. Yeah, people right, people forget like like I said, I, some of my best friends were walk-ons. I don't think people have any idea how hard it is to be a walk-on and to go through everything that the starters go through, and you never play. It gets to a point where you just like I can't do this anymore. I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, know. I actually had a had a nephew that uh, he was a few years back um, before just before Mullen. He was a walk-on on. Defense, defensive back, and uh, yeah, he got burned out. <laughs> so yeah, the the five a.m. workouts, runs, and meetings, yeah. and you're never doing anything. It wears on you. Yep, no doubt. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Okay, thanks, David. Mike says marked improvement with both the offense and defense, but there are still three areas. Long way to go. Coaching and time management. Last two minutes of a half. Totally disagree. Special teams punting and excluded, and red zone offense. I would like to know where we are statistically in red zone offense. I feel like every time we get down there, we score. Yeah, now, if he means touchdowns versus field goals, maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, but as you said, Steve, we're a running football team, and once the closer you get, it's harder to throw the football down there, and we're not a good throwing team. Um, but the play-action pass, 
you know, it was great. We were under center. We faked the jet sweep and faked to Montreal and then had a crossing route that it was a beautiful design play. But the time management, I've had zero issues with time management at any game. I know some people do, but it, I would love to sit down and explain to you why the coaches are doing that. Again, you got to be conservative when you're not a good throwing team in those situations. And I, once again, I think fans looked at your guy – or they watch Tennessee, or they watch somebody that, that really can throw the football. Yeah. Um, by the way, I'm looking before last week's game. <clears throat> I'm trying to look at uh, red zone offense. I don't, I don't feel like we've come away. I mean, I know at A&M we got stuffed on a fourth and one. I'm just trying to think. Florida like, is last in the league. Really? Yeah. It's, in terms of percentage, right, 73% um, in terms of what they did to get – points hmm. right so they were last uh red zone defense florida was uh about middle of the pack so but they had uh 45 chances scored on 33 which is 73 percent and uh the next lowest was missouri at 74 percent georgia by the way 98 percent in the red zone that's pretty good. One of the reasons why they're <laughs> ranked where they are. 114 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fold. Tonight at the O'Connell Center, Florida men's basketball will look to remain undefeated under first-year head coach Todd Golden as they prepare to face Florida Atlantic. FAU is 1-1 one and, one and enters the contest off a road loss to Ole Miss last Friday. Be sure to catch all of tonight's action right here starting at 6.30. In women's basketball, the Gators defeated UNC Asheville at home yesterday 86-40, and they'll look to improve to 3-0 on Wednesday as they face rival Florida State on the road. In the NBA, the Orlando Magic will look for their third straight win tonight as they welcome the Charlotte Hornets, who enter the matchup on an eight-game losing streak. In this week's AP Top 25 college football poll, Florida Gators are receiving six votes. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fuller. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks, Arthrex is a team that's making a difference in people's lives, and they are now hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries from pro athletes to weekend warriors. They care about helping people get back in the game, and so do their employees. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting career opportunities and unique benefits, and they've got three locations, Florida, South Carolina, and California. And again, they are hiring right now. To learn more, check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. You hear a lot about gratitude this time of year. Online articles, television, social media. It seems like everywhere we go, someone tells us we should be thankful. Now, being thankful is not a bad thing. Even in difficult times, we have so much to be thankful for. But I have a question. Who are you thankful to? In other words, do you pause to consider the ultimate source of all good things in your life? The Bible says that every good and perfect gift can ultimately be traced back to the hand of God. These gifts are an expression of His amazing grace. While many of us embrace the idea of feeling grateful, we often stop short of honestly thanking God for the blessing of our lives. That's like receiving a gift but never thanking the giver. 
This Thanksgiving, don't just think about what you're thankful for, but to whom you are thankful. This is Bryant Wright, wishing you a happy Thanksgiving, speaking right from my heart. For more on this and other topics, visit rightfromtheheart.org. Gator fans, gear up for game day every game this season. Show your Gator pride from a huge selection of shirts, jackets, backpacks, hats, and hundreds of other Gator gear products at the UF Bookstore on campus at the Wrights Union. And they have the largest selection of New Jordan sideline apparel and Nike collections in school or out of school. The UF Bookstore is the place to gear up for game day. There's no better way to show your Gator pride than to wear the orange and blue to every game, indoors or outdoors. Get yours at the UF Bookstore. Go Gators! Hurricane season is here, and now is the time to make a plan and know your zone. In the case of an evacuation, have a plan to go to a hurricane shelter, hotel, or stay with a family or friends. If you're ordered to evacuate, you need to leave. You can rebuild your home, but you cannot rebuild your life. This hurricane season, know your zone. Know your home. Learn more at floridadisaster.org. This message is sponsored by the Florida Division of Emergency Management, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. The fall weather is here to tame the Florida sun. That means it's time to get outside and surf the asphalt in a new slingshot. Now is the time to buy during Polaris of Gainesville's Trade In Your Ride Slingshot event. Going on November 19th at 11. Come out and enjoy a day all about slingshots. The new slingshot models are in stock now and the savings are huge. Polaris of Gainesville is paying top dollar for trade-ins. So now is the time to trade in your bike for something more comfortable. Take a demo ride and feel the power of a slingshot. Enjoy a delicious delicious hot lunch for free and win awesome slingshot prizes already have a slingshot show it off for the best in show competition don't miss this opportunity to hit the road in style financing is available and trade-ins are accepted it's polaris of gainesville's trade in your ride slingshot event november 19th at 11 located on highway 441 between gainesville and alachua sign up for the event and win a free t-shirt at polarisofgainesville.com always wear a helmet and other safety apparel never drink and ride This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles, and college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill, or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM at 850 AM, WRUF. Silverback Concrete is a family-led team of heavy concrete specialists that build commercial structures with unrivaled quality. Welcome back to Sports Scene. 392 You can email srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Shane Joe says he didn't see Jack Miller dressed out. Since Kit in the second of the depth chart, will he be back? How many receivers did you see open when AR threw into triple coverage to Pearsall? Um, I don't know. Was Jack not? I don't even know if he was dressed or not. I didn't notice. I uh, I don't think he's going to play any this year. I don't know what his status is. Uh, when he, I think he threw it away in triple cut. I think they called like a uh, a deep shot, 
and everybody was covered, and I think he was just throwing it away. I don't remember a ball being thrown in triple coverage. Do you? Not offhand, but I think he threw it down there, and whoever was running the deep post was covered with three guys, but I don't think he was even trying to complete it because it was no, it was nowhere near anyone, if I remember correctly. Adam, welcome to the show. How about them damn Gators, guys? Yes, sir. Loving that team and Shane. Yes, sir. It he throws it. He throws a missile and could have outthrown that dude. He threw it into coverage. It was triple coverage on Pearsall for sure. It it was. It was it almost intercepted? No, it okay. was a little bit overthrown. But it was, but he was he was masked by three guys. But yeah, right. Well, so that's what I'm saying. I don't remember him throwing any balls that could have been intercepted the other day, except one of the crossing routes he threw behind that should have been a. Pick and six. I think I think the other what they were trying to say was in the question. You know, they, why didn't they see other guys? There was nobody. There was only another. They covered the the deep threat and the crossing. It was a shot play where we max protected. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it, man. I'm so impressed with this defense and how they're coming together. And with that being said, that's obvious with the statistics and the outcomes that we've had from A&M and South Carolina. With that being said, I think it's being overstated in the media, perhaps um, without validation from the head coach, um, about Cox dismissal being the key element there. If you get what I'm, if you're picking up what I'm putting down, um, there's a lot of things involved. Uh, y'all already touched on it, the development of the players, the the infusion of the young freshmen. Uh, and I hate to say it, but we're not playing those top-tier teams right now. But, I mean, it's still, it's still you know, hats off to the defense. All things are coming together. I, I don't think we can point at, you know, it was Cox. And Cox, bad apple, get him out of there. And all of a sudden, this team is, is like, brand new and, you know, shiny and, and killing everybody. That's not it. Um, but I am I am really super impressed um, with what's with what's happened. I think it all just was ironic the way things have come together, and I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit for what they're doing. And I promise you that if Florida plays FSU and gives up forty, <laughs> uh, it'll be what's wrong with the defense and fire Patrick Tony. And but that's just how because again it's game to game. But is there improvement? Yes. But I think an asterisk, these are not two great offensive teams. But you, you, you take improvement wherever you can get it. Absolutely. And, and, and my last comment, and maybe get, get you guys to uh, weigh in on this, um, Marcus Stokes is the uh, four-star quarterback that uh, Billy already recruited. And then we got Jaden Rashada coming in. Um, do you think that moves the needle at all? With Anthony Richardson, I'll take that off the air. Thanks, guys. Okay. What's he mean by in that? In terms of what? I mean, Richardson's going to do what he's going to do. There could be 50 other quarterbacks here. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. And I, I mean, my, my gut tells me he will go pro. Let's bring John in. Hi, John. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve and Shane. Shane, on Saturday night, uh, I was listening to the broadcast of you and Sean, and during the blocked field goal, uh, for South Carolina, you you had mentioned maybe that they were offsides. Mm-hmm. Well, I've watched this numerous times. It looked like the guy that blocked it, he jumped on the back of an offensive lineman. Isn't that illegal? Uh, was it not the guy? I, I was. It was hard for me to tell on my monitor if the guy coming off the edge got a hand on it or the guy, as you said, was jumping over. Uh, I need to check the rules on that. I think if you if if you can leap a guy as long as you don't touch him, touch him, right. Yeah. 
Well, I thought that. I mean, I kept looking at that, and I, I thought maybe that was a. Uh, I, I thought that was you know should have been more than a penalty. But anyway, good win for the Gators. Uh, switching to AR, if he for some strange reason he does come back, do you do you, do you think he needs uh, some tutelage? Maybe go to a fo- uh, quarterback camp just to try to learn some of the. No, the, like the touch passes he has. No, he he is who he is. Um, right. The the Anthony's from a quarterback standpoint. This is just me. I'm not in meetings. I go. I watch some practice. I watch games. It's accuracy, anticipation, and decision making. And in my opinion, those are hard to teach. It doesn't matter. I don't give a damn if Mike Holmgren shows up. If Mike Shanahan, Steve Spurrier, those are things that I think the good Lord blesses you with just like they blessed him with a strong arm and a guy that can run fast. Um, he is who he is. And uh, would he come coming back another year help him? Maybe a little bit. But I think you're going to see the same type of player whether he comes back or not. That's just my – Well, my, I thought you had a good touch pass. So right, but I, 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 don't, I didn't have a strong arm. You know, right, and, right, it's just, and it's just that's how I grew up throwing the football. It's nothing, it's nothing that Steve Spurrier taught me. Steve right. Spurrier didn't teach me how to – I mean, he, he taught me how to read defenses to a degree, but I understood it. Um, accuracy is something that you're just – I mean, it's, it's no different than pitchers, right? You have some yeah. pitchers that can throw 100 miles an hour, but they can't pinpoint and spot and locate the baseball. So it does them no good because that 100-mile-an-hour fastball, if it has no movement, you're going you're gonna to clobber it. I hear you. John, thank great, you. Great Appreciate answer, man. Talk to you later, man. The guy in the NFL, even though not quite stature, you and I were talking off air, Shane, is Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let me tell you and see if these numbers don't sound eerily similar. Mm-hmm. Okay? Justin Fields is running the hell out of the ball now. Mm-hmm. And the Bears are scoring points because they've taken advantage of his running ability. Uh Bears lost, last five games, lost 12-7. 14 of 27 for 190, touchdown in the pick. Against New England, they won 33-14 Monday Night Football, if you remember. 13 of 21, 179, a pick, a touchdown. Against Dallas, they lost 49-29, 17 of 23, 151, two touchdowns, no picks. Dolphins lost 35-32, 17 of 28, 123, three touchdowns, no picks, and then lost to Detroit, 31-30, 12 of 20, 167, two touchdowns and a pick. Those numbers are very similar to Anthony Richardson. Yeah, and those numbers don't win you a whole lot of games because that league is about throwing the football. But you're right. I heard today that I think Justin Fields like fourth in the league in rushing. Right. I'm talking about that's fourth in the league league. behind running backs. But here's where the numbers are. In his last five games, he's thrown nine touchdowns and just three picks. Yeah, and he's getting all those touchdowns down in the red zone on like nakeds and things like that. Yeah. So what are they? They're taking advantage of what he does, and he's not turning the football over. But he's not been a dynamic thrower. But what 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 will be interesting is this is his first year starting. Summertime, or off season, all the people on their schedule they will break down tape, and they'll figure out a way to slow that running game down. 
John, we'll get to you in a second here. 128 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, at 850 AM, WRUF. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. There's nothing like living in gator country, especially during football season. Just ask Chuck Bush at Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission, keeping the Gator Nation on the road since 1954. And for the Gator Away games, why not grab your crew and head out in a Cruise America RV rental? Also available at Bush Auto Repair. You'll love all the creature comforts at fantastic pricing. Trust Chuck Bush Auto Repair when you're in the swamp or heading out of town. Visit online at ChuckBushAutoRepair.com. Go Gators! Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. If having turkey for the holidays, buy from a local farm, get one labeled USDA organic or certified humane. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy, the social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs. So you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. But you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to The Social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. At International Diamond Center, nobody tells our story better than our own non-commissioned diamond experts. In the 17 years that I've been in this industry, I have never been able to offer my clients the things that I can offer at IDC. What's best about our company is that we have access to far more options than most retailers typically do. None of us are paid on commission at all, so our interests are pure. We always encourage people to shop around because we know that our prices are good enough. You will be back. It's not a selling environment at all. We want to to know what's most important to you and help you get there. We take care of your ring for life. We invite you in as an extension of our family. It's about helping each client achieve what they want to become a hero. When we approach it in such a straightforward manner, it's refreshing. They almost look at you with a sigh of relief, like you take the mystery away. The merchandise that we have is unmatched. The prices that we have are incredibly competitive. Our quality is unsurpassed. International Diamond Center. Discover the difference. Our people. Get store hours, directions, and more at shopidc.com. 
There's always excitement about lighting the first fire of the season. It brings family together, provides comfort, warmth, and a gathering atmosphere. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center in Gainesville on Main Street is the area's premier dealer of wood, gas, and electric fireplaces, indoor or outdoor, in wall or standalone, plus decorative screens, tool sets, and more. Visit our showroom today and capture the warmth of the season. The Wood Stove and Fireplace Center since 1975. Visit online at woodstoveflorida.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. After this morning's cold start, we'll see highs quickly rebound to near average into the low 70s under partly to mostly cloudy skies. Tonight, not quite as cool as temperatures will only fall into the mid and upper 50s under partly to mostly cloudy skies. There is the chance, especially after midnight, of some patchy early fog. Aside from that, tomorrow does look significantly warmer highs near 80. From the UF Weather Center, our meteorologist Justin Ballard. Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Max. What was the first sport you think Max played? Pickleball. <laughs> pickleball. The oh, pickleball is blowing up. up right now. It's blowing it's up. A... Jay, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you own a pickleball team in the metaverse? No, I do Are not. Are you sure about that? I'm glad you call it the metaverse instead of the meta universe. The I meta universe. It. In the actual verse, uh, Tom Brady owns it. I have no interest, so I really haven't dove into it. Jay, you? Nope. Key, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Visor's Rooftop at Spurrier's Gridiron Grill is a perfect place to keep the tailgating going during and after Gator games. That's Visor's Rooftop, open until 1 a.m. every game day. Welcome back. 392-8255. Email srussell at wruf.com. All right, John, you're up. Hey, guys. Shane, how much of AR is confidence? If he, if he throws a few good passes at the beginning, he has confidence. If he misses his first two, he loses it. Is that? Do you believe in that? No. Um, I mean, look, I, I've watched him play a lot. He is what he is. He's going to make some really good throws. The best throw he made the entire the the best and the hardest throw he made was we uh, we were going towards the south end zone. Uh, we sent Xavier Henderson from right to left in motion and through. We faked the zone read, and threw a bubble from one hash all the way to the wide field, and he hit him mm-hmm. dead in stride. That's the hardest throw in America to make, and he hit him in stride. But then he had some easy crossing routes that were going to be big plays that he threw just slightly behind. Um, yeah. Steve, Steve made a good point when we were talking off air. He struggles with stuff kind of in between the hashes. Outside, he's okay. Um, but he is who he is. I mean, look, he's got a great arm. He made some – he made a really good throw to Ricky Pearsall on the touchdown. Uh, he's really good getting outside of the pocket on the the new best the the hardest play in America to defend that everybody runs now, where you fake the zone one way and then it's either a tight end or a receiver whamming across behind the line of scrimmage to the flat. It is impossible to cover that play. Yeah. No, um, my final thing is on um, doing the least with the most. Um, and I'm thinking Jimbo Fisher, 
Um, his last four recruiting classes are were number one, number seven, number six, and number six in the country. And, um, I mean, is there any other team comparable um, who has done as little with as much talent as he has? Not that I can think of when you talk about recruiting classes. I'm sure if you went back and and – you know, looked maybe not with as many consecutive top 10 classes, but there have been, I think, some coaches who were let go who maybe somebody else took over the talent and got better. I, I was thinking of this, this the other day, and obviously you would have to do some research or have somebody do it for us, Steve. Jimbo won a national title as the OC under Ernest Saban. I think Matt Mock was the quarterback or Matt Flynn or somebody. Not doing a whole lot. Has he had anybody have an exceptional year at the quarterback position outside of Jameis Winston? I'd have to go back and – That's what I'm saying. Know. I mean – Nobody jumps out of top of my head. I mean, they were certainly – those guys had cups of coffee in the NFL. I mean, they made it to the league, but they weren't. Well, like E.J. Manuel, was that one of his guys? I think so. But, I, I mean, for us to have to sit here and think about it – Right. Makes my point. Yeah. And he's supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and yeah. none of those quarterbacks oh. at A&M this year were no. much good. Yeah, well, hey, Steve, uh, I think another good topic for a show would be, um, you know, off in the offseason would be coaching trees. You're mentioning Saban and then that tree, and then, of course, Georgia comes off. Is that the greatest tree right now? Um, and, and are there any other trees that are even comparable to Saban's tree? Okay, well, that's a summertime one. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I All right, thank you, John. Uh, Irv says, how did Spencer Rattler tackle Des Watson? Come on, man. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that's a play that the Gator Nation will remember the rest of their lives. No doubt. Uh, Scott says, do either of you think Kirby could ever be lured away from Georgia by the NFL? Or are we stuck competing against him for the next 20 years? Let's hope. Please, Falcons, call him because – Steve, I've said this. I know the Gator folks hate Kirby. I like him. I mean, I've met him several times. I talked to him in Jacksonville on the field before the game. Just a good dude. But it's it's no different than when Coach Spurrier took over here. The difference is Coach had to really build a program from the bottom up. Kirby took over a program that was winning nine games every year under Mark Rick. So it wasn't like it was in disastrous state. And – he loves that university and has done a phenomenal job. Here's the way, the path for him to go. It's called the Steve Spurrier path. Oh, okay. yeah, the fans get, fans get upset with him. Did Steve Spurrier love this university? Yes. Yes. He, uh, he, for, he said, I inherited a lot of good talent on defense. Right. Okay, not on offense, but on defense he did. And there was talent when Rick was there. But God forbid, if Georgia goes 9-3 and three and the fan base starts grumbling, that's when somebody like a Kirby Smart might say, well, okay, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Corey, hello. Hey, guys, how are you? Good. Man, I just think it's more evident now than it's ever been. Man, it is a quarterback-driven league. Um, I mean, look no farther than – you know, we had Henderson and Shorter on the same team at Trask, and they were making incredible catches. The offense is moving. They're on the team now. And I mean, this is not a shot as they are by any means. But you look at Georgia, they got Stetson Bennett. 
He knows where to throw the ball. He's accurate. Um, you'll see it next year when Tennessee, I think they're going to fall off a lot because Hooker will be gone. It is just, there is no way around it. It is a quarterback league, and it's not the most athletic guy. It's just a guy that can read the defense and knows where to throw the ball. Well, let me give you a counter to that, Corey. Okay. His name is Spencer Rattler. What did he do a couple of years ago against Florida? Right? Uh, I mean, that's a one game. A guy. I, I, no, it is. It's not a one game. Look at his stats this year. I, I'm, I'm, I don't disagree with your point. All I'm saying, however, is you've got to have the supporting cast to go with you. And Rattler definitely does not have that at Carolina. That offense is struggling, and I think Satterfield, their offensive coordinator, is going to be fired. So you got to have, is it quarterback-driven? Yes, but you better have some other, you know, tools in the, in the, in the shed, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I mean, actual point is, as long as you've got decent talent around the quarterback, you're going to succeed. You don't have to have five-star wide receiver, six-five. You know, I don't, it doesn't require that. It's, it's, in my opinion, I mean, don't you think Tennessee will fall off next year without Hooker there? It will see. I don't know who's in line. I, I don't. I don't know if Joe Milton. It seems like he's been playing college ball for a long time. But that was people forget too. That's who Josh Heupel went with from the get go when he took the job. Didn't play real well. Big strong arm. Can't hit the broadside of a barn. They benched him. Hooker took over. The rest has been history. But, but to your point, I get what you're saying, and I think Steve understands too. You got to have a dude there that that can throw the ball, and we'll see. But but Tennessee does have a chance to fall back a little bit because Hick, Hooker's an outstanding player. He is, but also think this. what If you're a quarterback, you want to go there. You want to go there. But, but, but again, there, there's a lot of dudes that look good in shorts and in high school games, but when the bullets start flying, can they run the system the way he wants But I'm run? talking portal-wise. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Right, where Hooker came in the Correct. portal, yes. right? So I'm sure they got their eyes on you, somebody. You, you know, right now, in my opinion, if if they said, okay, quarterbacks in college football. I know who you're going to say. You, you can go into the portal, and the number one pick for every school, in my opinion, would be Drake May out of North Carolina. That's what you're going to say. Yep. Good Lord, is he good. Yep. So, I mean, last point. I just I, I hope these coaches start. I mean, there's no way to test the guy's, you know, just brains or – and like I said, it's not a shot at any quarterback. But I just think the brains is where it's got to be. I think those recruiting services look too much at arm talent and speed. And just, in my opinion, reading the defenses, accuracy is the most important thing out of a quarterback. I agree with that. All right, thank you. 143, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Uh, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now. Good afternoon, I am Cherry Chick. Week 10 of Monday Night Football continues as the Washington Commanders will play against the 8-0 Philadelphia Eagles at 8.15 p.m. The Eagles will look to remain as the only undefeated team in the league. Florida women's basketball won 86-40 against UNC Asheville yesterday. They now have a 2-0 record and will play Florida State at 6 p.m. this Wednesday. Florida men's basketball defeated Stony Brook and Kennessee Saw State last week to start the season with a 2-0 record. They will look to improve to 3-0 tonight as they play against Florida Atlantic. 
catch coverage of the game right here at 6.30 p.m. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I am Cherry Chick. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. As a small business owner, you've got aims to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every aim your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other aims, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Order your Thanksgiving dinner from Miapa before it's too late. Thanksgiving is a day to spend with family and friends. Don't spend it in a kitchen cooking. Let Miapa do it for you. We've got your entire Thanksgiving dinner covered. From the roasted turkey to your favorite Miapa sides, rice and beans, Cuban bread, and of course, sweet plantains. All starting at $99. And don't forget dessert. Our Trace Leche's pumpkin spice pie is the sweetest end to a delicious meal. Don't let cooking get in the way of a great meal. Get your Thanksgiving dinner at MiapaLatinCafe.com today. In 1971, Jeffrey Meldon established the Meldon Law Firm. Since that time, Meldon Law Firm has been committed to helping people in need. In addition to recovering millions for clients injured in accidents, Jeffrey has written consumer guides to help folks understand how to protect themselves in the event of an accident. At Meldon Law, we won't back down in representing our clients on their road to recovery after suffering an injury. Learn more at MeldonLaw.com. Meldon Law with offices in Ocala, Gainesville, and Lake City. Chronic joint pain has a snowball effect. It's not just the pain. What that did is just make me depressed that I couldn't get back into the gym. And I was inactive, gaining weight. I had to find another alternative. And for Chad, that alternative was QC Kinetics and the non-surgical natural biologic treatments that can give lasting relief to aching hips, shoulders, knees, and backs. Once they explained it, it made sense. Putting what we have inside our body back into us in a certain strategic way to heal up in a natural process was fantastic. QC Kinetics treatments take place right in the office. No downtime, no surgery. And as for the outcome? I'm just back to bouncing around, having fun, doing my work, living pain-free. Don't let chronic joint pain rob you of your quality of life. Discover advanced regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. Call now to learn more. It's a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. If you don't have a health plan through your employer, you can still get quality health insurance through the federal marketplace. Not sure where to begin? A navigator can help you cut through the clutter. There's no obligation, and getting help is always free. Open enrollment ends on January 15th, so don't wait. It's easy. From your mobile phone, dial pound 250 and say the keyword navigator. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dial text message from iHeartMedia. That's pound 250 navigator. 
At Radiant Credit Union, we can't read minds, but we're pretty sure you'd like to save some money. Radiant gives our members a few ways to save a little every day. For starters, Radiant members who use their Visa debit card for signature purchases earn a nickel back on each transaction. And with our Even Up Savings account, they also earn an amazing rate on their spare change from every purchase. Find out all the ways Radiant Credit Union helps you earn and save at radiantcu.org slash earnmore. Federally insured by NCUA. The WRUF Radio app. Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Hey folks, via Tri-Head Beer Coach 1966 American Lager, the new brew from the HBC Steve Spurrier. Brewed by Gators for Gators. Daniel says uh, he can't call because he's mowing. Good for him. But he wants to know for you, Shane, when you start coaching, will you still do your morning podcast? Uh, yeah, we got to figure out our, how, it, how all that's going to work out. Um, whether we're practicing in the morning or in the afternoon, I, I'll still have the podcast. I may have a couple of guest hosts doing a lot of it, but we'll continue. Okay. Uh, right now, going to take a little pause here. Uh, Seth Harp's going to join us here, and I'm going to let him kind of take this. We had some technical issues uh, that happened over the weekend, and I just and obviously people could not listen to a product. They get upset. There are reasons. So, my friend, take it over. Yeah, and, and one of my big issues is when there are issues and everybody ignores them, right? So we did. We had a couple issues this weekend, and I, in, you know, in lieu of you receiving emails until Thursday and Shane receiving text messages until Thursday and Jeff and Pat in the afternoon getting bombarded, I just thought it'd be best to hop on and explain to people what happened yep. because uh, things do happen, right, in this business. Everything is electronic. Things do shut off. What happened, you know, going back, and this is one of these rule of thumbs that you don't bring negative attention to yourself, but I'm going to because I want transparency to exist, Steve. So, you know, looking back Friday night, we had a Gator men's basketball game on. And at halftime, the game shut off, not only on this station, but on, you know, the Gator as well. And, you know, we, <laughs> it's one of these things is as inconvenient as it is for everybody else. I was at the grocery store with a shopping cart full of groceries. So that got parked at the frozen food section as I came back up here to try to figure out what was going on. So what happens in this business is when you, when we have broadcasts, there's a reason why we can carry so many different games every night is a lot of it's automated. It's all run by computer. So what happened at halftime when you hear, let's pause for station identification, that's a required FCC requirement. Every hour, the station has to identify itself. Well, instead of getting the tone from the network that fires the ID, the network sent us the tone that ends the game. So it's inaudible. If you put your dog in the studio, the dog would hear it and perk its ears up. But that's how commercial breaks and IDs are triggered. It's an inaudible tone that fires the breaks. Three different levels of tones. That's how the, those things fire. So instead of playing the ID, they fired the end of game. And it knocked, not only here in Gainesville, Steve, it knocked every Gator game, basketball game, on the network off. All right. the, one, all the, the entire one network. The entire network went away. So it took me about... 11 minutes to get up here from the grocery store, and we got it back on as soon as we could get it back up. Uh, but that's what happened in that case. And sometimes, you know, Steve, I've been doing this 25 years. That's happened once 
and it happened when I was in Charleston. Westwood One did it during the Super Bowl. Somebody fired an end of game tone at the first quarter break of the Super Bowl. Yes. You talk about a nightmare in that case. So that's what happened Friday night. And how do you ensure this doesn't happen again? You hope the person, whoever is at the network, doesn't send that tone. It's, again, it's only happened twice in my entire career. The other issue that we had Saturday was totally separate. And again, this has nothing to do with human beings. Saturday. We, you know, just like anything else, I'm going to use an analogy of a car. This station runs, it's just electricity like anything else. Well, we have a board where all the satellite switchers take place. Well, imagine the engine blowing in your car. Your car is going to come to a, a halt Screeching in a hurt. Halt. Yes. Engine blows as long as those tires are moving, and once they, it's over. Well, that's what happened here. The engine blew on our board. Essentially, the power unit, boom, blew. Well, we have spares, but they take about 15 to 20 minutes to swap them out, update them, and do all those things. So you were up here. I was coming back from over at the game, and Steve, right when we got up here, we swapped it out, got it up as soon as possible. That only affected this station and not the country station because the board blew on this station. But our engineer staff came in yesterday morning at 8 a.m. and put a brand new one in. Um, So that shouldn't be an issue anymore. So those are the two incidents that took place this weekend. Again, apologies. It wasn't intentional. It wasn't for lack of effort. It wasn't for not paying attention. It just two totally separate incidents that occurred uh, that unfortunately were out of our control. Now, am I to say that something won't happen down the line? Batteries and engines blowing cars all the time, Steve, but those two issues should not occur for the foreseeable future. How about that? So that, yeah. that it's a long explanation. I know it took me a couple minutes there, but I want to let everybody know that this wasn't an issue of oversight or not paying attention it's the engine blew on the board and we got an inadvertent tone that ended the game friday night so we'll see we got everything fixed going forward so we should be good to go and you wonder what the rest of the gator affiliates oh i can only imagine went yeah. through because they got the same thing yeah i don't care if you listen in st pete tampa yeah. or wherever when it's off it's off it, 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 I, I try to use this as an example like any try to, to, to deliver an analogy imagine because because it's tough to explain to people how automation and how tones and all those things work. It'd be the equivalent if somebody went out and threw, I don't know, Steve, a, a big garbage bag or some blocking device over your satellite dish. If you're not receiving the signal, there's nothing you can do about it. And our engineers here, what I like about this place, and play, as opposed to places in the past, if you have something like that that crashes, what our radio system does here at ESPN Gainesville is it finds the network and puts the network back on immediately until we can figure it out. That way there's no dead air. So that's essentially what happened. So got her fixed. It's done. Everybody that reached out, I appreciate everybody reaching out. Um, 99% were very cordial and nice. 1% weren't, but I get it. I'd be upset too. If I were listening to the game, I don't know if I'd go to the extent certain people go to, but I get it. It was fixed. Again, apologies going forward. We should be good to go. And okay, again, man. we've been here three years. Have we ever had an issue with the post game show? No, you and I haven't. No, so let, let, let's yeah. keep it that way. Yeah, uh-huh. thanks, Steve. Thanks, man. You Appreciate better. it. Um, all right, Shannon, we're going to end with a couple of emails here. Uh, John says since Miller already uses one time transfer, we need to sit a year if he did it again. I think so. Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it how it works these days. Not saying he's going to transfer. Right. We don't know. And then uh, Torrance is a transfer as a junior. Is he 100 percent going pro? Well, he participated, in, and he's supposed to be a high-round pick. So yeah. I would think he's I gone. mean, you would – you don't get to be – he could get hurt. That's the thing people don't understand. You, you've you got to take your money. Yeah, and I mean, and people talk about, well, he can take out an insurance policy, all that stuff. But, but again, 
that that sounds great, but everybody's goal is to be a professional football player. You ain't got to go to class. You don't have to do any of that stuff. Yeah, and you get paid. Well, of course, now you get paid here too. But yeah, but not like that. But back in the old days. I mean, and and you got to remember too. Once you get to the league, that starts the clock ticking for all. If you if you last more than three years, uh, all pension. your benef- pension benefits and all that stuff. Yep, and that's something I think the average fan doesn't understand. Right. But it's just like Social Security or you know, your retirement or your pension and whatever job you're working in, well, NFL players, NBA players, MLB players, they all get that too. Um, David wanted to know, um, he said, if, if, if you were a receiver looking to come and play for School X, would Florida be on your list? And Because he, he's basically asking what the Rashada effect might be. Does that help lure receivers uh i don't know so much from a receiver standpoint because I, I, I just think that all these four and five star kids that are being recruited by the big boys around the country they they all have been at some elite 11 or they've been at some camp together they've been on these visits together so i think it helps when you get the big name guys because they start recruiting for the school and i think i think that will happen with Jaden rashada and like i said we don't know how good he's going to be. Let's hope he's going to be great. But I'm sure with him flipping, I think that will bring a couple of players with him. And then uh, Miles, the final email, he said, you mentioned about Heupel. Is his more system-driven? In other words, I guess what he's asking is, could you plug quarterback X in there and be okay? I don't think so. I mean, UCF wanted to run him out of town there towards the end of his career, you know. I think you got to have the right guy. I think once he's established there and you can have two or three guys on the bench that know how to run the system, that's why I go back to Coach Spurrier. And granted, the, the, the game has changed and with transfers and all that. But if you look at his quarterbacks here in the 12 years, everybody was the same guy. A few guys had a little bit stronger arm than the other, but everybody understood how to throw the football. They were really accurate, knew where to go with it. I think Heupel wants that guy that's a really good thrower, but if he needs to scramble, can pick up some yards. Joe Milton's not that guy. So I, I think whoever he, he's going to go to the portal, I think they got – don't they have that $8 million quarterback from North uh, California coming in? Yeah. Maybe he's their guy. We'll see. Um, now, quick note, um, tomorrow we'll have our Inside the Huddle, Shane back along with the head ball coach. Uh, that'll be at 11 a.m. and then – sports scene uh, at noon. Zach Carter, the Bengals rookie defensive tackle, is going to host a live virtual fan chat tomorrow uh, with the live storytelling platform uh, Revel, Revel Moments. Uh, That's going to be at 7 o'clock. You can Google that and find out more about that. But he's done a pretty nice job, Zach Carter has over there. Has he been playing a lot for the Bengals? Yeah, he's gotten some playing time. Yep, he's doing good. So good for him. And it's good for us because we're done for today. Thanks to Elliot for producing. We thank you for tuning in and listening. And we will see you tomorrow morning at 11, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF.
left Gainesville. U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Proudly presents the Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Presented by Dr. Pepper and Hooters. You're home to watch all the college game day action with an ice cold Dr. Pepper. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. The number one team in America, proof positive. More exciting ain't better. Chuck Oliver Show on a Monday. Appreciate everybody getting in today. And Georgia got what if you checked in on the score or you saw some highlights or at the end of the game you're just watching the ticker, the crawl. Georgia got what was by your absorption because it was a Saturday night and you didn't expect Mississippi State to win but maybe because they're a good team and they are a good team and they were at home and you go on the road in the conference especially you know a program you think well maybe we're unfamiliar ish with them because we don't play them a lot maybe but I'll just check in because you know we're going out and we got stuff and things and then the first real download is just on the crawl you see number one Georgia 45 Mississippi State 19 and you are thinking all right, that was pretty easy. Um, it actually was a fairly exciting game, and for not reasons that you're too down with if you're a Georgia fan or coach or player or anything else. The changing nature of what Georgia is doing this season makes for a lot more exciting football most Saturdays. But exciting is not good because what I have seen with Georgia is against Florida, for instance, a couple weeks back at the cocktail party, there was about a quarter and a half where courtesy of Georgia turnovers or I'll say questionable coaching or what it all, there's a gumbo and week to week it changes a little bit. And Kirby's called himself out, by the way, saying me. If you look at the week-to-week, including against Tennessee, where Kirby said, you know, into the first half, could have had a touchdown, got a field goal. If you look at a combination of whether it's coaching decisions or coaching uncertainty or turnovers or weather itself, rain, a lot of weeks there's about a quarter and a half where the opponent is suddenly more in this than you thought they were going to be. And the reason is the changing nature of what the Georgia Bulldogs have been so far this season. If you go back to last year, I described Georgia as it was like watching a boa constrictor eat. That pretty early in the process, you knew what was going to go on. And it was just, it was already decided. Really early into this transaction, it was pretty obvious, almost inescapable. Wouldn't we use that word some Saturdays? And I'm talking about the 2021 Bulldogs. Most Saturdays in 2021, it seemed inescapable. And it might be 3 nothing. It might be 13 nothing in the second quarter. And you're like, uh-huh, sure. And then you look up, and they beat 
I think Arkansas was like 4-0, maybe top 10, maybe number 8. They go into Athens, don't score. It's 33 to nothing, I believe. Early in that game, might have been scoreless. I was like, yeah, they're not winning today. Not unless Georgia does stuff like, and what do we always go to? Unless Georgia has a couple of turnovers, gives up something on special teams, Arkansas is not winning today. To this point in the 2022 season, it has been thunder and lightning from the Georgia offense and team in general. And I mean, sometimes out of the gate, maybe there's a lull, and then they turn it on again. And to this point, 10-0, brother, number one in America, looks like they're playing. And I'm having a hard time necessarily giving them an overlay to the Buckeyes, but you throw them in there with it, and somebody else is good enough to win on a particular day. A lot fewer of those teams appear to be that good. Hashtag Oregon. Hashtag UCLA. So... If you're bouncing around looking for contenders, it really does look like Georgia and Ohio State are the two that are just playing a different game. And I said last week, I said after the last Saturday, I said, this is done. In my estimate, now when you get in the playoffs, we know anything can happen particularly, five turnovers. This is done. Georgia-Ohio State national championship game, books some reservations. Where's the game this year? Semifinals in Atlanta, isn't it? Atlanta and Arizona, the national championship is at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Oh, God. Why? Why? I've ranted about that before. Why, well, I know it's a brand-new billion-and-a-half-dollar just sweet crib. Georgia and Ohio State fans, mm, meet in Dallas. Or New Orleans, or Nashville, or Atlanta, or anywhere, but all the way out there in Glendale and Santa Clara. It's silliness. But if that's where it is, thank you, Dan. Then, then so be it. It looks like that's the game. But then there are other teams good enough to, I don't know, be a fly in the ointment, pain in the rear, TCU, whoo, God bless them, better than what I was expecting Saturday on the road. Maybe a little less from Texas, a little more from TCU, and it turns into, hey, look who's still undefeated. So it'll, it'll the playoff field, it will fill itself out somehow. Georgia and Ohio State look different. And I'm saying that against the backdrop of, this Georgia team, the profile of how they play on a Saturday-to-Saturday basis is wildly different and I'll say far more dangerous, that's the key, to winning a national championship, which is the goal. Lose the national championship, you can be 14-1, have a really rewarding, great season. Ultimately, what you're there to do in Athens now you didn't get it done, and it would be interesting. I would observe how folks decide to – I mean, people with the athletic department, players, coaches, whoever, decide to verbalize that because I know it's the case, and I think it would be okay. You know, it didn't achieve our goals. So good for everybody who's going to get drafted. Good. Dan, I want to rejoin that song. I want some audio. Did you see Lane Kiffin post game? You talk about a boy who was all grown up now. Man, I'm a fan of Lane Kiffin. They lose Saturday, and Quinchon Judkins, did he get two touchdowns? I don't know if you saw this or heard this uh, video, uh, audio or saw the video postgame. And so somebody asked Lane about uh, the record and uh, freshman touchdowns, and I think he now has the Ole Miss, like anybody at Ole Miss, but an SEC freshman, I think he's got both records now. And Lane starts answering and says, I, that's great. Fantastic. Then he's, quote, 
It doesn't matter. We lost the game. And I'll, this is what I'm going to drill down on. He's like, we're not at Ole Miss. This is not, we're not supposed to play Bama close. We're supposed to beat Bama. He's like, we didn't get it done. So none of the yards and points and touchdowns, he says none of it matters. And if you saw the look on his face, and he wasn't yelling and he wasn't haranguing. He was just speaking. It was a combination, not with the media, but frustration. Um, there was a little anguish I saw for the players, for the effort that everyone associated put in. See, that's what Lane is like. We're supposed to win. In Athens, it's that times like 14. And they may well. They may actually have a better season than last year. They won the national championship. They may go 15-0 and and be conference champs. Doesn't Kirby, I'm going to use the word only, doesn't Kirby only have one SEC title? Yeah. Won him last year. Nick Saban's like, yeah. You did a Saban natty where you don't even fool with that thing in December. You just go for the fat ring. So Georgia could well have an even better season. It's dangerous. And when I say dangerous, I'm saying that to this point, Georgia has introduced risk almost every single week. Last week, or like I said, last season, it was it was like watching a boa constrictor that early in the game you would realize how this is going to slowly unfold, and it was already decided. You just needed the formality of some time passing. That little... All I need is for the, okay, all right, I see what this is today. All I need is for three hours to pass, and we're going to win. 2022, it's a mid-game flurry. <laughs> it's a trend that is dangerous. It's not, it's not, a, it's not can be dangerous. It is dangerous. It's whether it bites you or it doesn't. And to this point, it hasn't. And this is against the backdrop of beating a good team in their stadium by four touchdowns. And I'm like, folks, it's different. I don't mean different like, is there a Florida fan? There is. Florida fans would know this. There's got to be a Florida fan out there somewhere who says it'll never be like it was in 1991. Dan, check this. I think Steve Spurrier won six SEC championships in 12 seasons there. And his first season was 90, wasn't it? And then 91, I think they won the title. Um, it was an immediate turnaround. Do you know what hadn't happened till then? Florida hadn't won an SEC championship. Dude showed up, said, all right, this is what we're going to do now. So when you look at where Kirby has this program, standards. And I'm telling you, it's dangerous. It has not bitten him yet, and it may not because they're so supremely talented. I'm going to say well-coached, and they have leadership and all this. They also had this little void, this little black hole in the game where P 